happening, everybody? Another edition of the Guided Trip. This is episode 17 so far, moving right along. Um, on this episode, we sit down with Ryan McVeigh again. Um, Ryan's going to be a little bit more present on the podcast, and we kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, but we BS for a little while, talk about current events, talk about uh, the movement, where, we're, where we want to take the podcast, which way we're headed, um, and just kind of talk about our feelings about it and um, social media. We talk about all kinds of stuff really on this podcast, but I just want to thank everybody for listening, for tuning in. Um, again, send all your emails, your comments, your questions, concerns, whatever. Getting a couple more here and there, which is awesome. Um, so we can respond to those and talk about them a little bit. Um, but yeah, this was a fun one for us. Um, and, uh, there's going to be more in the future, including Ryan and him being on here with other guests and he's going to be kind of co-hosting and helping out a little bit, but yeah, check it out. Um, you can email me the guided trip at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, the guided trip, um, let us know what you think. Thanks, guys. You don't know anything about beer. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> you drink two. Yeah. And good job, buddy. Yeah, get you on did, him. You did good. Yeah, no, but I don't know why I just cracked that one just for the... <laughs> I got a full drink here. I'm just going to let it warm up a little bit. Yeah. The, yeah, the Dane one was like... You could you could just hear us like cracking beers and spitting into <laughs> bottles. And it was like, man, this is super redneck. Like, this is... I, I listened to it and I was just like, man, you could hear all of that. Like just us spitting and just, it was a good, I mean, it sounded good. It was a good podcast. I don't know. This I fun. know. I, I feel like I need a cigarette and you just hear me. Yeah. Right. Just blowing smoke everywhere. That'd just ruining this mic for everyone else's enjoyment. Basically, um, Ryan McVeigh was on the last podcast with Kevin Alexander and we're going to bring Ryan on hopefully for as many podcasts as we can to just kind of co-host and bullshit and put a, put his word in. Um, so he's here right now and we're just kind of, we're just going to bullshit a little bit. Um, I got nothing to say, man. So I, you never really do. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't even know why you bring me on. I got nothing to offer. We were just talking about how one of the best podcasts that Ryan and I did together, we actually did on my front porch <laughs> and nothing was recorded at all but it was like man why why didn't we have this on you know why couldn't we record this whole thing but we just yeah we bullshit about low water and just and it sucked it was right. at the end of the conversation and it was like shit why aren't we recording yeah this? we didn't record any of that and you can't go back and do yeah. it and make it come off natural and make it sound sound like it was no you can't rinse and repeat that one it's it's too late. There was too many beers drank. There's too many cigarettes smoked. <laughs> Can't go back. No, we couldn't go. I'd back. already lost my voice by the time we finished too. It was a good one. Most of the conversations though that we have, like either 
in the vehicle or on the water or whatever like you just sit down and take a breather for a moment and talk about it it's like shit wish we could have recorded right. that one no. i've had a lot of those yeah, that's what sullivan was telling me uh when i first started fishing with sullivan just a friend of ours uh we'd go you know we'd be driving over to pleasure park or driving over to paco and i would just I haven't seen anyone in weeks, so I just ramble oh, yeah. in the vehicle. He's like, I don't know why I wasn't recording you, just rambling right. for I need to, two hours. We need to figure that out, get a microphone in the truck or somewhere. <sighs> like, I mean, you can do it off your phone. I've done it a little bit, but it doesn't sound as good. No. Well, you'd get a lot of footage, but it wouldn't be a lot of good footage. No. Just mainly just me having diarrhea of the mouth because <laughs> I haven't talked to anyone in right. two weeks. <laughs> just, now that we both kind of live out in the country, like, it's like whenever we get around each other or anybody, it's just blah, 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 just talking nonsense. Like, what are you fucking talking yeah, about? Yeah, man, I'll have a 30-minute conversation about Mr. Twisters with yeah, you. Let's sure. Send it. Hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> but we went over to Pleasure Park the other day that we talked about on – Kevin Alexander podcast did a little fishing. Um, we actually were just kind of talking about that too, but that place always just leaves me with a, just a bad taste in my mouth, man. You're always saltier about it than I am, though. Well, I, like every time I'm there too, I'm just like, why the fuck did I come here? But every time I go there, and I bring this up every single time I go there, but every time it's during the winter. True. It's not like it, it it doesn't fish good in the winter, you know. It can, but. You got to catch it on the right days. Well, I mean, and let's call it what it is. We're not going to Pleasure Park to trash fish. We're going to Pleasure Park to leave negative <laughs> ten. <laughs> right? <laughs> leave leave the cold weather, but it was pretty goddamn cold over Whoa. there too. It was chilly, but you know, my guides only iced up every, you know, <laughs> fifteen casts rather than every back cast. <laughs> it was it was tough. I just get I get bitter for some reason over there. You do. You're salty about that place. I am, man. We come in and like, you're already like you. We come in and you're you're just talking about like okay, well, you know, we might find something. Actually, the truth of the matter is, you're usually quiet coming in. And I'm the one like, oh, yeah. What if we find that just epic Gunnison River rainbow? And then on the way out, I just talk about how <laughs> shitty it was, and like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck this place. I don't know why I even come here. Like, what are we doing? You know, like. <laughs> but i mean it's in, yeah it's entertaining it's getting out on the water and right i was sitting there bullshitting and just like hating it you know and then as we're walking out, i'm like what what do i have to complain about right. like i went fishing today and that's a high-end problem to have yeah exactly first world problems i mean you said it best you're like yeah we showed up in a brand new truck we got all of our we got ten thousand dollars in fly fishing gear yeah we got like, our hip packs we got our <laughs> we got our muffs like we're we're so geared up oh know. yeah we don't go trash fish but we we got all the gear uh, you could be it could be worse it could be a lot worse <laughs> but yeah we went we did it we caught a couple fish maybe caught i think i caught three fish maybe yeah i think i did better than you <laughs> not a lot better no it wasn't like it was much better but no it's because i it's because i made you stop so i could fish that last hole on the way back yeah so i could pad the stats yeah no you upped your up your stats a couple <laughs> but not by much not by much we'll put it that way and we then as we're, as we're walking out we talked to some dudes and like oh, man, you should have been here yesterday. It was lights out. And then we get to the parking lot, and this dude's just, like, trashing, like, little 12-inch right. fish, like, one after another. He was ripped though. Oh, he was stoked. That was sweet. I mean, yeah. we watched for a while, and, you know, we were entertained by you it. You know what? I I really, you know, grew up, like, 
living in the surfing culture and now fly fishing, if you're a stranger talking to another stranger, don't tell anyone you should have been here yesterday. Just no. don't do that. You don't do that anything. And the Hunting, is, fishing, right. surfing, snowboarding. One, they don't skiing. believe you. Yeah. Um, one, they just thought Oh, yeah, you, right. right. Should have been here fucking yesterday. Right. Exactly. Um, just don't do that. It's rude. No. no one appreciates it. And maybe it was better yesterday. Yeah. But, but don't say it. No. It's rude. We're here today. Right. So that's it's just, what we it's, have it's to a rude with. thing to do. And no one appreciates it when you have a. When you drove 300 miles to have a four fish day, and then you tell them should have been here yesterday, we Definitely. trashed them. Yeah. Well, it was lights <laughs> out. Like, rip snorting. Like, sick, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm going I'm to say it again, but I kind of said on the intro of the Kevin Alexander podcast, but send us emails, topics, anything, questions, comments, concerns. They could be hate mail. It could be good emails. It could be whatever. Um, but I do want to talk about one that I kind of brought up to you. Um, I've gotten some good emails. I've gotten people that, you know, great podcast is awesome. You know, like um, looking forward to the next one. I, most of them are good. But, you, you know, obviously you got to reflect on some of the ones that. Um, and it's interesting that you're here. Maybe that's why I wanted to talk about it. Oh, is this a podcast that we did? We yeah. Had done? So I had a guy email me. Um, about the podcast that we did, and he he definitely wait. Which podcast was it? The Andros one, our PFO podcast. Okay, um, right. but I, you know, honestly, I that was a pretty pretty blurry one. We were pretty <laughs> tuned up on. Well, that we one. were tuned up before, and then my dad was there, and All Lacey right. was there, and it was like kind of one of these things. Where it was like, oh, now we got a crowd, you know, and right. we're kind of talking and bullshit, and we just kept the beers were flowing, and True. it was just like. But it was spur of the moment. You well, know, we like, also hadn't really talked about the trip to anyone um, after the trip, so it's always fun to just get drunk and talk yeah. everybody's ear off. Yeah, exactly. How, how much cool fun, our trip how much was. fun we had. Man, and you should have been here yesterday. Yeah, should have been there. <laughs> uh, too bad. But uh, so I got this email, and I I've, I brought it up to Ryan, but um, this guy emailed me and said, "I'm sitting here doing my income taxes. I'm going to stop right there before I go on that." First off, I almost spit my drink out of the mic. <laughs> this dude's sitting at home doing his income taxes. So this was a while ago that this dude sent me this. This email, dude's salty from the start. He was kind of salty. Yeah, he was kind of bummed. He's doing. I, I'm not okay. Let me. I'll read the full email here. But this guy says I'm. I'm sitting here doing my income taxes and was looking for a fly fishing podcast. There are no fly fishing content content here. Just college stories about bars crying at bars and such <laughs> i'm very confused but then he does go on and say i did enjoy the very brief instruction on high water techniques okay i yeah so this we talked was, about high no water? we did not oh this is a podcast okay. so he listened to a couple gotcha. obviously he he didn't stop at the pfo okay one. so i wasn't that drunk i don't remember talking no about we did water. not okay this was Excellent. another podcast but it was kind of entertaining to me that this guy felt the need to contact me and be like, "Hey, this podcast sucks." Well, at least he ripped. At least he ripped us, and then it's like, "Hey, by the way, you know the one podcast he brought that you did us do really cool. far down. Right. Like, I mean, he brought us right. way down." And then, so whoever wrote that, thanks for the little piece of construction. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't know who it was. He didn't leave a name or anything. I don't think I'd have to look again. And yeah, not, no name. Like, who and, knows? It could have been somebody I right. know and just been like bullshitting with and me. And not to rip the guy. He ain't lying. No. 
It we was, talked some bullshit. Yeah, we, it was. It wasn't hardly about. It was about the experience, right. and I think that's something that we're going for with this podcast as exactly. well. And you know, that one was. It was, you know, it wasn't far far off. You know, it right. wasn't that long ago that we did that podcast, but it was still right. You know, fresh and new, and we were trying to convey a story and try to convey our time that we True. had and not only did we we only we got a little bit of fishing in but it was just more about you know our experience down there my first time and right well and to explain to other fishermen you spend a lot of money to go on these saltwater trips um and a lot of the times on these saltwater trips you you go for five six seven days and you only get a day and a half two good days of fishing maybe sometimes right? less yeah and uh, we're basically saying, if you really just get out there and enjoy the culture, um, it doesn't have to just be about fishing. No. You know? It can be about other things. Yeah. And for us, you know, I, I got to show you a whole another cultural aspect. Definitely. That and wasn't it, it just... Was, it was a culture yeah. shock yeah. for me. Right. You know? Exactly. And it was just kind of a ton of emotion coming over me at Hence the time. Hence the tears. But... <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Hence the tears. That was the rum, man. You were... Yeah, that was the rum. But um, no, I, I've gotten some great emails from people and, you know, um, about all kinds of stuff. I, I did a podcast with Patrick Blackdale and I had a guy that's been emailing me back and forth. This is from... Let me check here. This is from Jesse, I believe. I wasn't there for that one, by the way. That was a good listen for me. Um, I learned quite a few flies that definitely I don't fish on the gunny, which is kind of cool. Yep. No, that was a fun one. And, you know, that was kind of the whole point of that podcast, too, right. is just kind of bring out some flies that people maybe haven't heard before that us as guides, we fish. We like to fish with clients right. for different reasons. Um, but I did get a good email from, from Jesse saying that um, – Love the podcast, you know, here, let me find it all real quick, but, um, it was, um, you know, and this guy emails me back and forth quite a bit after listening to the podcast. He's, which is awesome. Um, shout out to Jesse that for, uh, shooting me an email about it, but basically he was like, Hey, you know, I learned a bunch of flies from this podcast. Is there any, anywhere that, you know, I can find these flies or, anything he talked about, I actually sent him an email of all the flies that we discussed. And then I did post it on my website, theguidedtrip.com. Um, it's under the show notes. If you go to listen now, you can find that podcast with Patrick Blackdale and go to the show notes and it actually has all the bugs listed there. So you can look that up and, um, but yeah, shout out to Jesse for shooting me an email. And I, I, you know, like I said, I've only had one bad email so far, but there's not many to choose from <laughs> where I don't have a good collection of them to be like, oh shit, like I'm getting 80% bad emails, you know? Right. Well, um, can I tell Jesse once he, once he mastered some of these flies, would he send me a couple dozen? <laughs> there you go. I'll, he'll be listening. I'm sure it'll, uh. Because uh, I can't tie to save my life. <laughs> I know. We're we're actually gonna do um oh that's kinda loud. Um we're actually gonna do a uh a tie night um coming up here just for kind of us boys, you know, this isn't open to the public. Uh good thing nobody knows where I live. But um we're I gonna mean, we're gonna know we're gonna live. get together with a bunch of guys and do a tie night and hopefully we'll see if we can get Sullivan on, do a little filming and Basically, we're just going to bullshit flies and just tie and drink some beers and have fun. So, haven't done that before. Um, that'll be entertaining. Can we dedicate 
we should dedicate the night to just tying the gummy bugger. Everyone has <laughs> just, to tie a gummy And then bugger. you get to yeah, you then, get all of them. Exactly. At the end. Just yeah. give me all the trash. Maybe ones maybe we one. do that at the end where we have a collection of all the flies and then we raffle it off and Or you just give them to me for <laughs> I'm just gonna tie squirmy wormies the whole day. I'm like, these are going to Ryan. I mean, can you have enough squirmy wormies? I guess not. Not. Really. I did see somebody post today on Instagram. It was like, this is a really underrated fly to tie. It's pretty compli. It, it's not complicated. It's it's hard messing with that material. Yeah, they just squiggle off the up the they shank do, all the time. It's hard to tie them up. Well, I'll have to do when we're talking about tying that fly, right. but because it is, yeah, this is not the right. time or the place. We'll cross right that now, bridge but. later. <laughs> one tire to uh, to one who doesn't. <laughs> but we'll get you on a vice. We'll get tying, and we'll go over some shit with you, and then. Who knows? Maybe you just sit there and drink and watch everybody tie. I think and that's just, probably... You'll probably go around just snaking right. flies off people's vices exactly. out of their boxes. Hey, man, that one looks good. Make sure good not job. to leave any of your shit out because Ryan McVeigh will steal it all. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sick of spending all my paycheck on flies every year, but I'm not that sick to where I tie on my own now. Yeah, right? I can't, my midges are really good. My thread midges are great. Yeah, you got those dialed. Oh, man. Um, nice. Speaking of Andros... We both listened to the Meat Eater podcast, the latest one that he posted um, about, uh, I don't want to screw up his name, but I have Chris Dombrowski, I think is the author of this book. Um, it's called Body of Water, and it's about bonefish and the economy that the bonefish bring, the money that comes in, about some of the guides out there. I haven't read the book yet. Um, I'm going to try to get the book, read it. We'll see. Certainly. Um, but it was an interesting podcast and, you know, listening to that, we talked about it a little bit before we got on here, started talking, but right. I mean, your feelings of that, you know, you're kind of like, well, I wish you, I would have heard more of, you know, this or. Right. I mean, uh, for me, it's interesting too. Cause, uh, you know, I'm, I'm listening to, you know, I go to Andros a lot. Uh, you went to Andros with me when yeah. you go to Andros, you hear about, you know, a, a lot about the McVeigh family, the McVeigh gotcha. Uh, yeah, I think we did talk about that on the PFL God, podcast. Man. You know what? I'm, the McVeigh gotcha. Yeah. That is, I mean, the, that came from your family. Yeah, it's an it's an all-time fly. It works on every, I've caught everything from bonefish to barracudas with it. It's a pretty impressive fly. Um, I've even had, I've even had my look at it, you know. Um, they talked about, I mean, they talk about the crazy Charlie. Right. And, they, yeah, it's, and, it's. I mean, it, you brought up it's a different you're you're in the same area, the Bahamas, you're in the same place, but on different islands you're gonna hear of right. different things. Well, you hear different lore, different superheroes, if you will, you know, that brought the that brought the fly fishing game to Andros. So where I'm from, you know, we talk about my Uncle Jimmy and my grandpa McVeigh, and we talk a lot about, you know, uh, Charlie and uh Smith. Uh we talk a lot about the Bang Bang Club and Things like that, you know, we don't you don't hear a lot about the other guys that were huge on all the other Bahamian archipelagos. You know, there's yeah. there's there's tons of places and there's tons of places to catch good bonefish. So bonefishing was huge, not just in Andros, which is what we talk about the most, because I mean that's the only that's place what I, we know. Yeah, it's the only place I can know. afford yeah. to go. <laughs> I can't do trips to anywhere else. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting listening to the podcast because there's so much more culture, um, bone fishing culture, um, permit tarpon culture yeah. than I really knew. Um, 
and I'm not the authority on the matter. What do, I mean, I don't, I don't know much. Yeah. I know what I've been told. Um, and you know, you hear about these guys on small islands and they only they have singular ideas of what their experience is. Mine's the same. I just happen to yeah. have the experience on the biggest island. Um, and I mean, the the author Chris, he kind of talks about a couple different islands there. He does mention right. Andros. He does. he does mention some other places and some other people. But the guy he was talking about, which was an interesting aspect, was again I haven't read the book, so I don't know. I'm just going off the Meat Eater podcast with I it was Steve Brunella and April Volke was on there, and there's a bunch of different people. But he talks about David Pender. Um, and he kind of talks about that guy right. starting this whole bonefish business almost um, with the guy from Florida, you know, a money man from Florida right. who wanted to get this going. And he does mention the drug trade a little bit, but yeah, you did mention to me, you know, like, oh, man, I wish they would have talked about that more. Just right. I how mean, big of an aspect it was. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, you, you talk to, you talk to my dad, um, you talk to, my uncle Jimmy, Jimmy McVeigh, Ted McVeigh, you talked to my grandpa. I mean, the drug aspect down there wasn't something to, you know, snuff at. It wasn't something that you could just push out either. Yeah. Um, I mean, these guys are running go fast boats, airplanes. And uh, I mean, you're, you're so close to Cuba. Right. You're really close to Cuba. And you have this really remote areas, you know, on the west side of Andros that you could do pretty much whatever you want. Um so uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I haven't read the book, so I don't know how much yeah he, how much you know that's just an undertone or how much he actually talks about it. But yeah, uh, that culture was alive and well. I mean, we talked about. I think it I, was. I I think the coolest part. I mean, was just kind of sitting down, you know, at the Nemoir house and you know talking to Cole and you know talking to <clears throat> Floyd, right? And yep. And yeah, Floyd Nemoir and talking to everybody about these different stories and about the drugs and, you know, everyone walking around with big pockets, you know, they right. had big deep pockets at the time, you know, cause they're helping out with the drug trade and right. you know, about, not to throw anybody under the bus, but it's like, I, that was part of their culture at the time. Absolutely. So was, I mean, you, I, it wasn't, I, from what I got, it was a big part of it. Right. I mean, you ask the audience, you're on a flats boat having a slow day on the water lights visibility is low you can't see much and uh, a square grouper i'm putting that in quotes a uh, square grouper which is also a bale of cocaine floats by you i mean what do you <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do what do you do of course you're gonna grab that <laughs> i know what i want to do yeah. well you don't grab it all because your boat can't float <laughs> it but you could take a corner <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we don't need to go back on the PFO podcast yeah, too much, of but not. I mean, it, it was an entertaining one to listen to and just kind of, I mean, obviously the first thing I thought of, I was like, oh man, you know that hearing some of these stories and hearing about right. some of these people that are icons in the bone fishing industry in Andros or on the Bahamas Island, you know, is pretty unbelievable. Right. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'm going to get that book and read that i mean that it's winter and what oh, else i got to do i but. look forward to it it's cold and prospects of andros are are bleak in my future so right. yeah i'll, I'll probably it, read about it like, instead yeah i just want to go back but it's like man it's just it's a haul dude and it, it taps you out a little bit yeah but. well and <laughs> it, it requires some real money we do it on the cheap but it's it, still, yeah it's still it does, pretty, man. I mean, still pretty pricey. You, you have an idea in your head what it's going to cost, but then at the end of the day, you're like, fuck. Well, I mean, I think that's how you do it. every fly fishing trip out of the state or out of the country. Yeah. Take what you and think they, it's going to cost. I mean, they talk about it. it. Like, they were talking on the Meteor podcast, like, most of these trips are, you know, it's going to 
be around 800 bucks. Plus, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's going to be around 800 bucks for you to go out on a day. Like that's one day, you know, and what we, are you charging a day? Um, we charge, I think it's two person, like half day float. I think it's like four fifty maybe or something like that. Four fifty for two people on your yeah. boat. Okay. So, so, I mean, that's still a good chunk of change. You know, I mean, I definitely had people on my boats that are like, Hey, you know, like we saved up, you know, for this trip. Right. Especially like we, you know, we expect this out of it, you know, and you're, that's tough. It's a lot of pressure for a guy. Oh yeah. You know, especially when they come out with that, you know, it's not like you, and they did talk about this a little bit in that meteor podcast, right at the beginning, they talked about tips and kind of how you tip people. And I think it was, um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I've listened exactly. to so many now. Lately, well, I mean, but... you remember in Andros too with us, like that was a big issue. You know, we're friends and family are flow are, yeah. are, are pulling us. So, uh, it's a little cheaper, but we're still wondering like, oh, what, what do I tip? So I'm calling, you know, I'm asking my cousin Cole who lives down there, like, well, how much am I supposed to tip? Yeah. And it's still a lot. Oh yeah. It's still <laughs> a lot. And I mean, I think we undershot it a little bit at times too. I mean, uh, these guys are working their asses off and it's like, well shit, you know, right. like we're going to go fish for the next three days, you know? And we're also blacking them out at the bar. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're paying for them at the bar and you know, we're, we're buying everybody drinks. I mean, we did talk about that in our right. podcast, you know, our, our, how big our bar tab was, but yeah, so we're providing with the old, yeah, we're providing, you know, certain things too. But I mean, yeah, that was, that was a tough call for us where it was like, shit, man, you know, like I've never really taken a guy to trip. I do got to trips all the time, but right. like, what's, you know, what's the difference? What's this going to cost me? Right. Well, do customers talk about like, you know, like with skiing, you know, we're always like, oh, well, 40s or 60s, is a new 40. Now 90 is the new 60. Yeah. Now, whoa, I don't even know what it costs. Well, $209 yeah. is the new 90. I mean, Dane and I talked about a little bit, you know, about our tip and what we expect. And you never know what you're going to get. You right. can't, you, that's the hardest part is like, you can't judge the book by its cover and be like, this guy's not going to tip. Right. You know, or whatever. But like, if people ask, I'll tell them straight up, be like, dude, you know, like I'm looking for at least a hundred bucks. And that might, and I, I thought about that for a long time. Especially if you see some fish. Oh yeah. I've thought about that for a long time. Been like, it used to be like, oh dude, you know, 50 bucks, you know, 50 bucks is good. And then after year, after year, after year, it kept going up like, ah, oh, dude, 70 bucks, right. 80 bucks. And now it's like, it, it, you know, straight up, it's like, dude, a hundred bucks. Right. Cause if you think about it, you know, and Dane and I do touch on this a little bit in our podcast, but like. It's like you're paying for gas, you're paying for flies, you're paying for snacks, right. you're paying for water, you're paying for Gatorade. It depends on how stingy you want to be, you know, and if, if you want to buy snacks, if you want to buy Gatorade, if you want to buy certain things. But it's like we're providing a service and we're providing all these things for you. We don't get a lot of that 100 bucks back. Right. You know, so if we get 150 bucks, we might make 40 bucks, you know, 50 bucks. Right. Because well, we have a lot invested in How many them. clients, and I don't even know if these clients are saying to your face or if they're talking about it behind your back, but how many clients are like, well, dude, I just spent $460 on a float. You expect another $100? I definitely, when I, worked at, when I worked at other shops, I definitely, like, they used to charge for flies um, as well. So, like, as many flies as they lost, they had to pay for as well. 
And that used to affect the tip on the guides too, because they'd get to the shop, you know, and settle up. And they'd be like, well, I'm not going to pay $60 for all these flies that I lost. Right. Which is BS. They shouldn't have to. It should be included in the trip. Agreed, by the way. So you do have some people that are like, you know, like they show up and you're like, this dude doesn't right. have any cash in his pocket. Like you can just tell. But they show up and they're like, well, we just shelled out, you know, $450 for this trip and we only cop five fish. And like, right. why should I tip you a hundred bucks? You know, BS. Right. But if they ask, they're willing to pay it. Right. Exactly. And if they're, they're just curious, just, you know, and that, to be honest is the best thing, you know True. what I mean? If somebody's going to ask me, I'm going to tell them straight up. Like hundred bucks, dude. I want a hundred or more. Why don't you just say three hundred bucks and then, <laughs> right. and then Go maybe a hundred is reasonable. Bargain a little bit with him. Like, like, oh, dude, I got out with the steel and had to tip the guy a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be tough, dude. But <laughs> I mean, it's just it's one of those things. Like, if you do a half day or a full day, it's not like you're making any more money. You right. Know, you're not gonna get tipped more. Everyone thinks that, but like you, you don't. Right. You're getting a hundred bucks. Right. And if you provide a service, if you provide a good time, if you provide an experience, if you provide fish, if you provide teaching and, you know, teaching people how to be stewards and all these different aspects that they might not learn from where they come from or being in the city or whatever, you know, I'm not saying everybody comes from the city, but they just not, might not learn these things. And if you can teach them something or show them something that they've never seen or never learned, then it's an experience. Right. And that's what it should be. It shouldn't be. I need to catch all the fish, but you get guys like that all the time. Right. Well, and you, and a lot of those guys are pretty easy to peg too. They should, they already emailed you like, oh, yeah. we're very proficient. They've called casters. you four times, right. you know, and they're like, oh dude, we're, we're experts, right. you know? And you're like, great. I'm getting beginners right. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. No, exactly right. Showing it's, up with no gear, no knowledge. And they'd already told you that they're here to chase big fish. Yeah. And that's all we want. We want big fish. Like, dude, well, it's up to you, man. You're going to have opportunities, you know. Like, I'll put you there. I've had people do, like, I've I've had some good guys. I, I take every year. We have a great time, right. like, taking them six years in a row, seven years in a row. Like, great time. And you can watch them progress as fishermen, which is a lot of fun. And you're like, cool, you're getting better. You know, you're learning. And, like, um but I've watched them miss, you know, 20 to 24 inch fish, you know, time after time after time. And you're just like, dude, you know, like they were there. Right. Sometimes it just doesn't work. You're not going to catch them. Yep. I put a dude one time, like great guy. I love him. Like we go out to lunch every time we fish together, have some margaritas, you know, BS and like cool dude. Um, And every time we go out, like, well, not every time, but. I took him out once, him, him and his son. I, every time I take him and his son, that's what I was getting out there. Um, but <laughs> awesome people, but I put them on three big fish. And for me, like, I mean, in the gunny, if you can spot, you know, if you can sight fish to a 20-inch fish, that's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. You know, if you can see them moving, because sometimes you're just fishing the depths or you're fishing the banks and you don't know what's going to be there. You don't know how big that fish is going to be. But if you can sight cast a big fish – and there's only a couple spots where you can, and you can see him working the column, moving up and down. I put this guy in like three fish that were well over 20 and just whiffed every time. <laughs> but we laughed every time, and it was like, hey, man, you know, you had the opportunity. Right. You fished with me a long time, but you had the opportunities, and we can laugh about it and be like, hey, we missed them. They're gone. Yeah. And uh, you, you always have to appreciate the clients that 
that are okay with that, you know, that aren't, you know, also the guides that don't destroy him for it. Yeah. There's exactly. nothing, there's nothing worse than spending a lot of money to have your guy just beat you up the whole day. Like Dan oh, and I talked about that too. Right. Yeah. It was just like, like don't, yeah, just don't kill your clients. No. You know, like there's no point. Yeah. It's hard on morale. It's not as fun. Like makes a sandwich taste worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do want to clarify something from our Kevin Alexander podcast. I texted you on it, but sofa pillow. Oh yeah, yeah, right. I feel dumb about it, but we were both kind of sitting there like, "What the fuck is a sofa pillow?" But I did not know. It's a, it's just a large stimulator. Um, I had to look it up. I won't lie to you guys. I had to look it. Up. I was like, "What the fuck is?" He well, Kevin about? just but mentioned it like it was all like everyone knew uh, what a sofa pillow, was. and probably a lot of people do. Right. You know, who fish the same fly? Like, there's other ones that I've heard. Like, I think it's like cat puke or cat vomit or something uh, like that that's a big okay. salmon fly um there's a ton of them but yeah i was kind of like when i looked it up and saw it i was like oh it's just a stimulator you could have said a large like number six stimulator that reminds me <laughs> reminds me of way off topic it reminds me of a conversation i was having uh i was in denver and i was talking to my little sister she has some fly fish she doesn't know anything about fly fishing and i was like yeah i'd really like to take a you know, like a couple hours here to go, maybe go down there and chase some carp. Uh, but I need to go to Trout's uh, to go find a, you know, a carp fly. She goes like, well, what's a carp fly? And I'm like, I don't know, something a carp eats, you know, all the, the things that they root up the bottom. Worms. Right. <laughs> Worms, crayfish, I don't know. Bot flies. And my sister didn't miss a beat. She was like, well, did they tie a loogie fly? I saw a <laughs> carp eat one of my loogies. <laughs> nice Uh, that's pretty good they i mean they did their trash fish but apparently but apparently they're pretty difficult i got two things now once you brought up that carp i got a client who lives in moved to arizona now and he strictly fishes for carp like just around the canals and ponds and whatever and he's learned to carp fish i want to do it oh dude he's like i you know, and he'd probably tell you too, like, awesome dude. I Same thing, like, I take him and his wife out every year. Awesome people. Dell, shout out to Dell Duncan. But he's just been carp fishing, and he's a great tire, like, and he shows you all the flies on his Instagram. You're like, holy shit, dude, you just carp fish. And then he'll get down here and just slay trout the whole time. And his wife just wreck him. And you're just like, yeah, like trout are easy. Yeah, he's like, dude, this is simple, you know, but. Anyways, well, does Dell tie loogie patterns? Uh, it pretty close. That's cool. I need, <laughs> he ties I need, a lot of a lot of mop flies. So Dell, Dell, if you're around, I need a I need a good old fashioned, you know, just a classic loogie pattern. No phlegm, just a good, <laughs> just a good classic. I bet he'll loogie. tie you some close. He's good, man. He's a great tire, um, awesome tire, and it's cool because he's he's a great client. Like he sits on the back of the boat and puts his wife up front so i get his work with his wife the whole time oh, so and, he's a sweetheart too oh uh, yeah dude he's awesome but like and he'll sit back there and be like what do you think man and dude he brings all his own gear all his own tippet like i don't have to touch him and i just give him give him the direction and like if if we find one that's working up front if kathy and i find one it's like boom 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 here Dell, throw this one right he's like cool i got a bunch of those i tied up a bunch like sweet man like He's awesome. Uh, um, cool. cool guy. But yeah, we go out for beers after our trips as well. It's fun time. But speaking of trouts, you brought up trouts. I did see something that was kind of cool. Actually, it's really cool. Um, on Instagram, they just posted it, but they're giving federal employees that are on furlough right now that aren't working, they're giving free trips to federal employees. Right. Free on. guided trips. And they said, 
it's first come first serve. They have 18 spots available for this amount of time. Um, I thought that was pretty badass. I was like, whoa, good for you guys. Nice shots. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're not working and you haven't seen that post, go check it out. Uh, trout supply fishing and they're, I think their main shop based out of Denver, but they do have one in, um, off I-70 corridor too. But I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. That you brought up trouts. No, that's and awesome. Then, <laughs> yeah. Go get you a trip guys. I mean, it might be well. <laughs> yeah. So fishing furlough, just come out and fish with us. We'll give you free guided trips. I mean, yeah, I don't, we don't need to get political on it, but it, it is a pretty weird thing going on, yeah. but, um, it's cool that they're giving out some, some free trips. No, that's um, awesome. Good for you guys, Trouts. Good for you guys. And then I, I brought it up a minute ago, but the Gila, Gila yeah. Trout. So, yeah. um, let me, let me read what, what I got here that I, I found. Um, so backcountry hunters and anglers. If you don't know who they are, they're an awesome conservation organization based out of Montana. Um, but they um, they just posted something today that they, along with Arizona Fish and Game, um, went and hiked in a bunch of Gila trout is what I was reading. And you, Sam, they're cutthroats. Yeah, they're cutties. Just cutties? Yeah, they're cutties. Why, why are they – why do they call them Gila trout then? Because uh, well, you can, I mean, you can look up like Gila trout, and it's not like, hey, it's a cutthroat. It basically says it's a salmonoid that's related to the rainbow. Right. I mean, uh, and I'm obviously not the authority on that yeah, on this. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll give you my well, best. Duh. And <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a biologist. Uh, and feel free if you guys know out there in uh, what did what did Kevin Alexander call it? Radio Land. Yeah, Internet Land. Internet Land. My dad was cracking up about that. He's right. like, I love how he just like. He addressed everybody who listens as Internet Land. Right. Well, we used to call it Radio Land, right, yeah. back in the day. All you listeners out there in Radio Land. Yeah. But, yeah, so Internet Land. Uh, yeah, feel free to, to, to email us, uh, to take us to, you know, to, to school us on what this is. I, I work with Salmonids in Colorado and Colorado only. So uh, I am not the authority on the Gila Trout. Uh, but to the best of my knowledge, they're an indigenous species to New Mexico, and yep. they're a cutthroat trout. Um I don't know if they're only native to, like, the Gila wilderness. Um, I'm guessing they probably might be, hence the name. Yeah, right. Um, Basically, we were saying where they stocked them. They're, again, Arizona Fishing Game, along with a bunch of... Um, is that what it's Arizona Fishing Game? Is it was, that what they call it? It was, I believe, I they didn't say... It was just AFGD, um, so I would assume Arizona Fishing Game Department. That sounds about right. If I, I had to guess. Yeah. I don't know. I but, should know um, more about other uh, yeah, right? infrastructure. But, it, I mean, if you're just going to throw an acronym in there, I'm just going to assume that it's Arizona Fish and Game <laughs> Department. I don't know. Use but a bunch way. of um, volunteers from backcountry hunters and anglers, along with um, Trout Unlimited and some other people, went and stocked some streams where they were native at one point in time. They're saying that there was a fire. Um, I, I had it written down, but there was a fire that, you know, kind of, threatened their habitat and killed off a lot of these trout and it was right up along the new mexico border gotcha so um i don't know i thought it was kind of cool that they're you know and i didn't i was like what the i was like what the fuck is a gila trout (laughs) (laughs) you did say gila and i was like "Ah." like, what the hell is this but basically like and damn cameron you're new mexican you're southwest well kind of i mean my family grew up in new mexico i got a lot of family in new mexico (laughs) but i don't i don't know (laughs) I was, and I, I definitely, there was a moment that crossed my 
ran out. I was like, it's got to be Gila. Maybe it's the Gila wilderness, you know, like maybe. And then I was like, nah, it's, it's Gila. It's, it's Gila. Gila. Same, well, I mean, in the actually the uh, the real term for like Gila monster, it's actually called the Gila monster. No, it's no. not, man. I was gonna, I was the up. look you're just giving me, I was like, you fucking, <laughs> you bullshitter. <laughs> Um, but basically, you're saying like prior to 2006, it was. Wait, wait, wait. Are you about to read something? Yeah, I'm going to read something. How long is it going to take you to read this? Do I have enough time to get up and make a drink? Uh, yeah, I'll read it and you go get a drink. All right, done. Um, it says prior to 2006, it was federally listed as endangered. Um, now it's listed as threatened, but there is a clause in there that allows limited sport fishing. Um, so basically what I gather is they're trying to reintroduce this trout back into these streams after this big fire. Um, and it says, let's see here. This happened when they reintroduced them. It happened on November 3rd. So it was a little bit ago, but, um, there was a 2017 wildfire that wiped out two major populations in Arizona. And this is the first Gila stocking that they've done since 2011, this comes straight from backcountryhunters.org. Um, but basically, I, I did a little bit of my own research because I was like, what the, you know, Gila trout. Never heard of Gila trout. Um, <laughs> but um, I did read something interesting. It said, there may be no one alive today that has legally angled a pure Gila trout from its native waters because numbers were so depleted by the 1950s when fishing was closed to the Gila trout. Interesting. Very interesting. I mean, I don't know too much about that. By the way, folks, my cocktail came out great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just, I, it was just kind of interesting um, to me, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is something that uh, that we do all uh, pretty often. For instance, a, a, a good recent example of that is the um, the Hayden cutthroats. Yeah. Um, a greenback cutthroat found up Hayden Creek. Um, there was a From big, Hayden Fires? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there was a big fire up there, obviously. Don't look at me like I'm stupid. I'm just, <laughs> people might not know that there is a huge fire back in whenever it was. Now we got to look it up. Uh, but continue. Yeah. I think it was two years ago, maybe three. Uh, not much more than that. But yeah. So um, they uh, they got, they were able to rescue a bunch of uh, Hayden uh, Creek cutthroats out of there. And, uh, put them back into, I think the Judy's holding some, I'm not sure if anyone else is holding them, um, but they're holding these fish and spawning them um, with the, uh, with the intention of reintroducing them back into that, into that river system as soon as it's cleaned up and all the ash washes out and the water's healthy again. So um, this is a pretty common practice. Um, we do it a lot and uh, with the Colorado parks and wildlife and I'm, and I'm sure not out, uh, a, a number of other uh, organizations do it as well. Um, you know, we we love our cutties. It's yeah. worth it's worth though. It's worth the work to to protect them and keep them, um, and definitely worth doing. So kudos to kudos to all the guys out there repatriating, if you will, these these cutties back to their and I mean local kudos to BHA backcountry hunters and anglers. Definitely. Um, I'm actually wearing my public landowner shirt right now, I which is kind of weird. I need to get um, one. I'm looking at my internet's kind of slow out here, but uh, if you're about me, if you're about to put me in my place, don't. No, I'm not. I for some reason I was thinking um, a different different fire, but uh, 
I don't know, man. It's not looking. Were well, you thinking like Hay Press or? No, I was thinking um, Heyman. Oh, I was yeah. thinking Heyman. Yeah, that was the big one. Yeah, that was the massive one. That was in that was in um, North Northeast, right, or I, Northwest Colorado? I or think something. so. Is that the one that uh, killed all those firefighters? I believe. I think it, I think this was in. 2017 that this happened uh okay the hayden yeah yeah okay yeah the hate the hayden was pretty hayman was a long time recent. ago yeah yeah the hayman was at least six to ten years now nah, i feel stupid yeah that was some lady who i thought you were supposed to host and i was supposed to fact find i know but you're not fact finding so yeah. I'm, I'm trying but <laughs> we don't need to look up the hayman fire everybody knows what that was right not everybody but that yeah. was a huge fire that, that was, has it was definitely in some crazy area i mean there was definitely was fish one. populations that were destroyed from that i mean there was an area Absolutely. um we called it i guess it's north park mm-hmm. um we used to fish it's blown up now but we used to fish this place called big creeks reservoir and it was actually spelled cricks not creeks nice um because I, like I used that. to make fun of my dad all the time because he'd say crick not creek but it was actually big creeks reservoir and there's two reservoirs up there but that's cool it's kind of where i i learned a little you know quite a bit actually about fly fishing is on these reservoirs but we used to actually go and take a drift boat with the trolling motor and we'd tie um belly boats to the back of it and we'd go drive all the way to the creek inlet early in the morning like seven in the morning hike up the creek with our belly boats go up to the upper lake and go fish the upper lake and it was a lot of fun. That's pretty um, clever way of doing it, actually. Yeah, because so there, there was a trail, and we did we did the trail once with the belly boats, and, you know, I was probably – last time I was up there was a long time ago, but when we used to go up with the belly boats, probably 10, maybe 12. Um, and, yeah, we did the trail one time, and, like, I wasn't having it. Right. My dad was trucking, you know, and we had to strap belly boats to our back, and I was just not having it. Like, this fucking sucks. Like, what are we doing? Kids aren't, kids aren't gung-ho about that no. shit. No, so he was like, all right, next time we go, we're gonna we're just going to hike up the creek, and it's going to be way easier. I don't know if it was easier or harder now that I think back on it, but that actually, that creek had a ton of grayling in it. I never uh, caught any, uh, but I think the state record grayling came out of that creek. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I'd have to fact check that one too, but, um, that's cool. Um, yeah, it was pretty wild. I mean, my dad always used to tell me like, Hey, you know, there's a chance you're going to catch a massive grayling out of here. Um, but never did. I caught some nice fish out of there, but yeah, I remember catching some big grayling in Alaska, but a big grayling there was like maybe, maybe a pound, you know, like to this day, I still haven't, I still never caught a grayling. Oh man, we uh, when I lived in Alaska, uh, when we were doing our protocol floats, I got sick of eating trout, so I started eating grayling, and I personally think grayling are better. Good, yeah, dude, I think they're really good. White meat, um, I, I thought, can see that. Yeah, thought they were pretty tasty. So everyone's eating rainbows and browns. I'm like, I don't, I don't want these, unless you have you know bacon and mash and garlic mashed potatoes. Big Creek Lake, dude. Oh, so you're right. Yeah. How big? Um, about to find out if my internet would pick up here. <laughs> um. Is this where we have a lull while we search? Oh, we don't need a lull. <laughs> we can't have lulls. No lulls and um, talk here's radio. Species. Well, this is kind of interesting too. We can talk. We can just touch on this. But state record rainbow uh, came out of Gunnison County, Morrow Point Reservoir. I did know um, that. Nineteen pounds, ten ounces. 
um, brown trout was at a Gunnison County. That's at the Roaring Judy. Roaring Judy Ponds, <laughs> yeah. dude. 30 pounds. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know. Um, what year was that? Does it say? Yeah, it does. Um, it does say uh 1988 i I think it was a college kid who caught it or something yeah i think it was just some random person and by the way that's not gonna get beat for a while that's gonna take a long time to 30 pounds dude yeah um i I mean i work mackinac is that a gunnison county we hold like four records well mackinac's out of blue mesa right yeah that's out of blue mesa reservoir um 50 pounds who caught that 44 inches donald walker congrats in 2007 so Eight years ago, I guess now. Is that no, that's not right. I'm stupid. <laughs> so when uh, you're doing things years yeah, ago. when you're doing things on the fly, just don't even <laughs> don't do math. Math is not working for me. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I haven't even drank that much. Um, but yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> Grayling, lower big creeks lakes. Um, one pound ten ounces. 17 and a quarter inches. Wow. That's actually a pig, if you really think about it. I mean, when we used to fish for grayling up, well, we never fished for grayling, but when we used to catch them, you'd catch them all, you'd have doubles all the time. There's grayling. Really? Yeah. I've never caught one, dude. Yeah, and this is all up like the Queefla, the Queefluck River. Queefla. Queefla. Queen Latui. <laughs> Queen, yeah. Yes, just Queefluck. Yeah. Uh, and that's off like the Kuskokwim. It's Alaska. Okay. You don't need to pass. All right. Uh, the quinoa. <laughs> the quinoa. No, um, man, that's the, in Peru. The cutthroat used to be, um, it has two cutthroats on here right now, I believe. It has a snake river and a native cutthroat, but the cutthroat, cutthroat used to be out of cataract lakes. I think that was in Summit County. Um, I'm not positive on that. Don't quote me on that. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, we used to fish cataract lakes as a kid and just from the bank, we never got belly boats up there or anything, but yeah, and we used to just hammer cut throughout. And for some reason, my dad was always good about weird shit like that, where he'd be like, Oh, I bet the state record is going to come out of here. You know, I'm like, he was also friends with Charlie Meyer from the Denver Post, And so he learned very quickly not to take Charlie Myers fishing too many places that were secret because it would be in the Denver Post the next Wednesday. Whoops. Um, but that, that's kind of how, you know, the late Charlie Myers, but that's kind of how Big Cricks got lit up too because they went up there and fished, and it was, it was an unbelievable fishery at the time before all these fires and everything happened. But um, Charlie ended up writing about that in the Denver Post, and then it was like it was game over. Man. Oh man! We went up there, and it was just like it was—you could hardly even get on the lake. And we just go up there, and there's nobody, dude. And that's that's the the moment I quit eating trout because I used to want to catch them all and eat them all. Right. I was like, my dad was like, "Hey, if you if you want to keep them, you got to eat them." We never caught any, you know, right. wall hangers. Right. It was just like, hey, we're catching fish. Like, I want to keep them as a young kid. And he's well, you better eat all of them. Right. And, yeah, we kept it within the limits. But it was like, at that point, I was like, I am done eating trout. I am over it. Because I want to keep all these fish. And, I mean, there's pictures of me in high alpine lakes in Wyoming, you know, that we used to go fish and catch these massive, like, 20-inch football rainbows. Right. 20 inch you know you can't see my hands right now but th- it was a big fish they're bigger than 20 inches <laughs> and they i mean dude they're like um 
they were like tarping coming out of the water. You'd hook them from the bottom on like a woolly bugger or something like that. Like you'd have sinking line. You'd just slowly strip it. And these fish would, you'd hook them. And dude, they just come flying out of the water, just tail dancing. Yeah. And they do like five or six of those and then go back down to the bottom. Just a bunch of fish skywalkers. Oh yeah. And I, I remember at one point I was fishing. Um, the first rod I ever had was a seven and a half foot six weight. And I was like, I felt like I was on a fucking tarpon boat or like a deep sea boat or like this rod's like bending into right. the water and I'm cranking on it. And I'm like, dad, I think I need a hand here. He's <laughs> like, you better handle that, son. Like you get it figured out right now. <laughs> My son of a bitch. Oh, I remember like asking for help. Like fish on, hold me in the seat, baby. Just heavy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Where's my fighting belt? Yeah, ex- that's how I felt at the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, dude, I'll show you pictures one of these days. I, I might actually have one here. I, I might have to break it yeah, out. I definitely want to see that. We're holding monsters, dude. Wow. Um, just, I mean, they're, it was unbelievable. And then it, same thing, like word got out and then somebody came up. There's a lot of drifters or we were in Pinedale at the time, but where we were kind of stationed, but. There's a lot of drifters around that time. They'd go up there and camp and just fish out the lakes. And mm. it got fished out. Yeah. Or froze over. I can't remember. There's a lot of... Di- I was young. Right. Not <laughs> sure which one. <laughs> Global warming, man. Global warming ruined all the fish. That was a big one. Dude, it is getting soggy. <laughs> that was uh, a big... That's a big dip. There's like three dips in there that I'd mashed together because <laughs> I was running low. I've been trying to be good about not dipping, but it's hard. I feel like you had like two upper decker. If that's a thing, upper, I had an upper, upper decker, decker and then I moved it down to a lower decker, uh, and then I added more because I can't put too much up top like a chipmunk, and so I had to yeah, drop you're not it down a pack to the rack. bottom. You're yeah. a, you're a human. Yeah, I had, to drop, I had to drop. It's pretty it. impressive. <laughs> I had to drop it down to the bottom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. Fuck, dude. There's a there's a lot of state records that come out of Gunnison County. Tiger trout. It's wow. got an asterisks by it though. <laughs> Why's it got an asterisk? Does it really? Yeah, it's got an asterisk by it. Who got it? I sent you that on Instagram the other day. No, I never saw it. I I don't know. I don't know his name. I'm sure. I don't know if they listen to the podcast. Why but, does it have an asterisk? Um, is it because it? I don't know. Is it because Pitkin Hatchery stocked it? That's why I tagged you in the Instagram post because I was waiting for you to say something. But <laughs> there was somebody in Gunnison County that posted it. Um, There's a business that posted it. Did uh, Tony? Is it Tony? Uh, Anthony. That's the guy that caught it. Oh, it's got his name right here. I'm not going to say it because he lives in Gunnison County. But yeah, you're <laughs> you're you're spot on. Congratulations, um, Anthony. Um, but I I know exactly who who he is. I saw him today. But, well, it's um, public knowledge. You can it is, say it out yeah, loud. Yeah. Okay, okay. If you want to see the his state name records, is, his name is Anthony. But he does own a business in town. But another business in town posted it. Um, Colorado Antlers posted it. Uh, okay. But um, was that out of dome? That or? was at a fucking yeah. That was at an upper dome. Yeah. Um, Almost eight and a half pounds, 27 and a half inches tiger trout, but it does have an asterisk. Why would I bet if I scroll down, it'll tell me why it has an asterisk. Um, yeah, basically it's got an asterisk underneath it, but I mean, I, I don't want to burst the dude's bubble, but I can think about it because I mean, it was stocked. Yeah. I can think about it this way because I took a client down and there's a certain section of the river where I know there's big fish and they're, they're pellet fed fish. Okay. 
somebody feeds him. You we know, won't, we you won't know mention this. anything. Yeah. But he ends up, and it was a pretty big feat. This dude has fished with me probably like last four years, and he's a good fisherman. He's learned a lot. He's an awesome fisherman. We have some great days on the water, but we we're fishing all dry flies. And he ended up hooking this fish out of the back of the boat. He had a buddy up front, but hooked a monster rainbow. Okay. I know it's pellet fed. I know where that fish came from. He doesn't. Okay. Ends up landing a, we measured 27 inch fish, 27 inch rainbow on a dry fly on 5X fluorocarbon. Luckily, luckily it was low water and I could pull the boat wherever I needed to. I, I, I got out of the boat and just started pulling the boat. I was like, dude, we're like, I'm taking you wherever this fish is going. Oh, you're I was swimming. just dragging you're the swimming for that. Oh yeah. Right? Hell yeah. I was swimming. I had the net in hand. Like, <laughs> and dude, I chased this fish probably 200 yards down the river before we got it landed. But okay. This is a pellet fed fish. The dude goes and fishes with another guide from a different company in the Gunnison Valley the next huh. day. It was something related to one of his friends had booked this trip. Right. He And he told me, he's like, dude, normally I fish with you. He's like, no offense to you, but this other dude booked this trip, and I'm supposed to go with him. And so that I, I guide him again. So this dude fishes three days in a row. I guide him again on the third day. And immediately when he shows up to put in, he goes, okay, I got to know something. He's <laughs> like, oh, great, here it comes. And I know what's coming. And he's like, the guide yesterday, not naming any names, but the guide yesterday told me that that was a stocked fish. And I was like, well, it wasn't a stocked fish. And maybe at one point in time. Right. But I was like, it wasn't stocked. And he's like, well, he said that, like, those fish are always there and they're huge and, like, they're easy to catch. I go, that well, they're not. true. I go, they're fed. Let's put it that way. Right. These are fed fish. Okay. Somebody goes out there and feeds them. You know all about feeding fish. They grow a massive amount in a short amount of time, and they usually don't go too far from where they're being fed. Would you? And we had caught it at a right point in time where turns out they had just been fed. So they were looking up. And so this dude throw I didn't I wasn't planning this. I it was just happen chance that we came by at the right time. We threw a dry fly in there, the dude hooks it, and we ended up landing it. I told him, yes, the guide that you had yesterday was perfectly correct. But you know how many of those fish he has on his Instagram, you know, like, of him catching those? <laughs> right. I was like, the fact of the matter is you caught that fish on, on a dry fly five on 5X. And it was probably a 12-pound fish. You had to play that fish just right. Yeah. Anything goes wrong, you lose that fish. And he did it on... Not it wasn't even like my rod with my reel or anything. It was his own setup. It's not a great setup, but it does what he needs it to do. And the guide he goes, well, the guide yesterday he goes told he goes, I can't believe he even let you fish that rod. You caught that fish on that rod. I was like, dude, your rod's fine, dude. But I can equate it to that. Okay, this dude caught a state record tiger trout. It was a stocked fish. Yeah, but he still caught it. Well, so. Tiger trout do exist in the wild. They're very rare. Uh, so it doesn't happen all that often. So uh, odds are if you're catching a tiger trout, period, it's not a wild tiger trout. Uh, that concept doesn't really exist. Like I said, it can happen, but it's super rare. So you just assume if you're catching a big tiger trout, it was stocked at some point or another. It was spawned. 
deliberately at some point or other. Uh, the fact that you caught a state record is awesome. Epic. Oh, the asterisk is just new to 2017. Oh, okay. So they updated and they put an asterisk ah, in there. It's because it's a brand new. new one. Yeah, it's a brand new one. Okay. So he was This was caught. This was caught. I mean, yeah, in 2017. Yeah. So for the record, Anthony. Or 2018, I think. I think it was last summer. It's good to know the asterisk shows, wasn't yeah. because you're blood doping. Um, <laughs> yeah, it or wasn't. Or using steroids. Yeah, you didn't hit a home run and you know, break <laughs> a home run record. You broke a state record, but you weren't. Using steroids. Do we need to bring it. Anthony in and measure his <laughs> head and, get, and do a do a UA? I didn't want to like call the dude out on Instagram, but I tagged you in it because I knew I was like that was a stocked fish. Uh, but it's fine, it dude. If I caught a state record fish and it was stocked, fuck yeah. We also st- I mean we all we all work for the division. I'm time out wanting to go out there too to chase him. Oh yeah. Uh, but and my buddy Jared, we he was out ice fishing, and he's like, dude, I caught a tiger trout out of dome lakes and i was like yeah they're up there you know like the division stocks him and like he caught one that was i think it was an inch or a half inch shorter than this one and then this came out and he was like oh my god i was so close to the state record i'm like dude yeah you were uh, you're very close and but. just to let people know there are more state records out there <laughs> we got we have the biologist here that stocks them there's bigger ones <laughs> the meaner ones they're there, so Humpier now one. it's just gonna bring like an influx of these trophy hunters to Gunnison <laughs> County, and like, oh my god, uh, good luck, Godspeed. Yeah, right. I mean, you told me like you had a was a tiger trout spot or golden trout spot or something, but I remember when I first when we first kind of hanging out, like you're like, oh dude, I got this spot, like you can go catch tigers or I can't remember if it was goldens or tigers. I bet you can't even tell me. I told you again. I can't. I told you you again. You told me twice, and I I can't even remember. The first time we were at the bar, and we got all tuned up, and then I told you something, and then I was like, all right, I want your tiger trout spot. And you told me, and the next day I was like, shit. Right. Can't remember. Man, you're going to have to give me another one. (laughs) Yeah, I got to give you – keep you you know all the spots, dude. I can't tell you anything secret (laughs) on here. Anything I have that, like, I think is secret – I'll like kind of mention it to you. Like, oh, yeah, I know that spot. I fished right. it. Like, well, oh, fuck. I'd listen to you and your buddies talk code. And I'm like, please, guys. Yeah, do you know that? I, I work out here. I work for the division. <laughs> I know exactly where you're talking about. If you're going to talk code, just don't because I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no way of getting around it. But I do need you do owe me a spot. I do owe you for the third time. I'll give it to you. I know. I'll give you, it to you tonight. I think we were in the truck the other day. If you, you get drunk me. enough tonight, I'll give you. I'll give you the spot again. Uh, yeah, you know, who knows? I might. I might have to get that out of you. I might have to drink all the beer. I'll give you to one get hit. it out of you. Water flows. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, but Anthony. Kudos to you. That's yeah, no, awesome. for sure. There's That's a badass. lot of people in the state of Colorado that fish a lot of the same water. You came out with a state record tiger. That's epic. I want one. Yeah, I hope you got it mounted. Exactly. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Well, we have a we have a world record mountain world right. record. Yeah. Well, probably. I don't know what a world record is. Look it up. We have a definitely a state record hanging up in our hatchery. Going to be the internet, man. <laughs> I know. It was supposed to be, but you got the computer. Did you say world record tiger? Yeah. What's a world record tiger? And where did it come from? Ooh, can you can you posit a guess? 
Where do you think the state? Where do you think the world record tiger came from? Utah. You think Utah? I don't know. Isn't that where a lot of tigers come from? Gonna, I'm not. I'm not very familiar. I was gonna say Utah. Um, that's a good question. Utah's a good answer. Really? This can't be right. Is it Texas? <laughs> I'm seeing a couple different things here, but it's it, this is all this isn't fly rod either because I know there's uh, different records for fly rod and tackle. Of and course, everything. and there's and now our state does like different records like caught and release fish too. Right? Because I know Garrett, you know Garrett McBride. I know who he is. He caught the state record brook trout um catch and release out of a lake around here he wouldn't mention what it was but of course not and i think i know where it was he caught a monster dude and his state record was it ice fishing no oh he was on the fly yeah okay um i'll I'll have to look that up here in a minute too but this seems like it's the most um credible source here jesus 20 pounds 13 ounces it says out of lake michigan that's a world record? It says Now it says second largest in the world. At first it said world record. There's a tiger trout in Lake Michigan? Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. This can't be fucking right. Uh, yeah, it says on May 3rd. Um, this dude caught a... Visiting from Idaho using worm and egg to lure the Titanic trout in. That's a dude after my own heart right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, like I, I'm not getting good sources. It says it says the world record's like 20 pounds. This dude caught an 18 pound one. The heaviest tiger trout ever caught on rod and reel is 20 pound, 13 ounce fish by Pete Friedland in Lake Michigan in 1978. So, what's required if you get a state record? Uh, catch and release fish. Do you Just have to get out. girth? I think you have to measure girth, length, length, and then you can determine weight by girth and length, right? That you're supposed to be able to. And then you have to have a photo of all that, right? And then you have to have a photo. And because I mean, that's when he. I remember seeing that that he I mean, was like, "Do you need like?" He has the certificate and everything, like state record catch and release brook uh, trout. Do you need like caught up a dunkle, or can you just do length and length and weight and call it good? Caught up a dunkle. Explain what that is. That's <laughs> my favorite science term. The caught up a dunkle is the part you hold on to when you're doing all your gripping grins on a big fish. Gotcha. Right, right in front of the caudal fin. Colorado State. By the way, folks, Record. if you don't know what a caudal peduncle is, look it up and use it as often as you can. I should just stay on the site while we're talking about state records. Um, there's got there's a catch and release one. I know there's a catch and release page on the Colorado Parks and Rec, uh, Parks and Wildlife. Sorry. Um, let's go to this. Yeah, it says freaking. It says a different dude here. Okay, well, it's catch and release. I know that because gotcha. he has the certificate. Catch and release. All right. So can you catch? Nope, he's right here, dude, and it even says where he caught it. I'm not going to say, but. He didn't want to give it to you? He didn't want to give it to me, so but now you, it's public record. So I'm you, not going to tell it just because if people are listening, they're going to be like, oh, I'm going to go fucking fire up there. We're not about blowing up spots. No. 
uh, he the, wouldn't tell me. The thing is, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Is it a requirement if you? Get, I didn't even have a podcast at the time. I would, I would assume course. it's a requirement to tell them where you caught it. Right. You think they want to know? You can't just be like go to Argentina and like catch a fish, a brook trout, and be like, oh, this is state record Colorado. Right. But you think like. I don't know. Do you think that they would like respect your wishes? You Garrett McBride, twenty six inch catch and release brook trout in Colorado. In Colorado, in Gunnison County. Shit. I just assumed it was Blue Mesa. I don't know. <laughs> There's also another one that says on the fly. On this is just catch and release. It doesn't say on the. Fly. Uh, he caught it on the fly. I know he caught it on the fly. This says another one, brook trout, 26 inches out of the Gunnison River. What? Catch and release. That would, that, what year? Doesn't say. That would be so viral here. Doesn't say. Everyone would be talking about a 26 this, inch. The catch and release here. doesn't give as much information as the keep ones, which, which I cool. get. That's, I, I'm still finding that hard to believe. Damn. I didn't, there's no way. And it's saying that can, that can't be right. It's saying the Colorado, the Cutthroat Trout Snake River, thirty-one inches out of the Taylor River. Snake River Cutthroat, yeah, out of the Taylor, yeah. Bullshit, no. Unless it was like Harmels that they stocked it there, or that's what it's saying for. Uh, no way. So it's saying catch and release. On the Taylor, yeah. It says no Taylor River. I don't know of any other Taylor rivers. No way. Can't be done. Had to have been sucked. Oh, I mean, there, I don't even know if there are snakes on that. Now it says that I mean, the catch and release section is completely different. This thing sounds errant and kind of. Because, okay, off. so Ryan Van Lannen is on here as well for the lake trout catch and release in Mora Point. Because there's a state record, I mean, right. lake trout. Right. Was, we just said that, 50 pounds. This is a catch and release lake trout, 46 inches. Almost 47 inches. Right. Okay. It doesn't say pounds here, so maybe you so don't have that to. Maybe sense. you just have to do inches. Well, yeah. Isn't there, isn't there like a... For catch and release. Right. I think they do operate on inches and not necessarily weight. It's saying that the, the rainbow trout, which I can believe this, maybe. Was it? Is it the... Catch and release is hard, dude. Right. So catch wait, and wait, release... Wait. Okay. Catch so you're and looking hold at Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Catch and release state record is really hard to claim, okay? Because you have to, I would assume, in my eyes, I want to see a picture of the fish measured out with a tape measure. Right. Not a net. Right. Not a freaking nomad net. Right. Or a fish, it's now fish pond. Sorry, fish pond. A fish pond net right. with the length on it. I want to see a tape measure. And that's what I asked Garrett. And not to call him out on any of this, but I'm just saying, like, anybody who goes, oh, I caught a state record catch and release fish, right. I want to see the picture of it with a tape measure. Right. I need to see that tape. I need to see it. Right. Because if you're catching a fish that big, like, are you sending the Parks and Wildlife a picture of that, or are you right. just clearly stating? Right. Because now it's saying, okay, this is what I want to say. Rainbow trout, state record catch and release rainbow trout out of the Taylor River. 40 and a quarter inches. Out of the tailor? Out of the tailor. I figured it'd be out of the frying pan. Tailor. Say in the tailor. I mean, it I doesn't mean, say a date or right. anything because it, 
for some reason with the catch and release they don't give as much information. Who caught it? Some dude named Tony. So oh and we got another Tony? Yeah. Tony's crush. <laughs> crush. What other Tony do we have? Well, we had the Anthony Tony. Oh that, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they yeah. caught the You're tiger. Right. Sorry. So that's that's pretty good. If your name's Tony, you got a shot at state record. All right. So 40 and a quarter inches. I haven't have you seen this photo? Do you no. have any idea? No. All right. So Tony, if I see it, I want to see a tape yeah, measure. Tony, if you're if you're out there, send us a picture. I would love to see a photo of this fish. I'm not saying I don't believe you. I would assume, okay, I would also you can't assume too hard, but you can look at certain rivers if they're in a river right. and assume these guys are fly fishing. Right. For a certain river. Maybe not. But assume. Right. Like the lake trout we know wasn't on the fly. Of course. We know that. And we know I mean we know who Ryan Van Lana is. Right. So we know it wasn't on the fly. Right. Not to discredit that. No. But I mean, it, it, let's be was honest. Was this fit? Right. Do you think the rainbow? I, I yeah. Let's call out the. I'm not gonna say his last name. Yeah. We're not calling you. We're not calling you out. We just want to see we it. We want to see it, and we'd like to know, just yeah. out of curiosity. Um, and by the way, props to you for that fish. And and that's a monster. And dude. I'm also not. I'd like to see the date though. Was it like 1970s? Right. I mean, I can tell you this much. I've looked off, past the wire, um, you know, where you can pull off and look over the dam. I looked off over the wire and looked in, and I have seen fish. That Maybe could, that's why we don't have a photo. <laughs> that are that are forty inch fish. So I know they're there. They have to be. Oh, there. I've heard tons I've of stories. I've seen them line up against rocks, and I'm. You I've know, heard tons of stories. And those rocks are too big to not tell the story of how big the fish just is. People going in there on just crazy missions you like dude i'm gonna catch a monster you can't at night it. usually when they go for it i don't think you can do it no there's got to be motion lights there's got to be all kinds of shit you're, you're busted if you go yeah. try to poach that water but that's the thing okay so but say high water when they start blowing pumping water out it might push but one there's 40 inch fish back there's one of those you know that it's one of those things where if you're gonna say like let's say you're just floating the Gunnison River and you're like hey I caught it or the Taylor or fishing the Taylor or fishing the Gunnison right. or fishing the Lake Fork anything around Gunnison County anything that we hear about and somebody goes hey I caught a 30 inch fish show me the picture with the tape right. instead of a video of someone holding it up out of the water <laughs> like you can't grab that fish by its tail I don't know for for, for everyone out there in listener land and <laughs> in internet land. <laughs> Uh, if you catch a 30 inch fish, you cannot hold it up out of the water. No. And you better have a photo with, you better figure out right. a way to have a photo with a measure, with a tape measure. So if you want to post on Instagram and say like, I joined the 30 inch club, uh, <laughs> don't do it with the photo of you holding the fish by the caudal fin out of the water. It, Really coddle the coddle peduncle, my friends. If you don't know it, look it up. I, I don't lie about these things. But you can't just pull one out of the water. Hell no. By its tail. Hell no. I caught a 30-inch fish. It was actually like 20, uh, just under 30. It's like 29.8 inches. And one, it didn't fit in any bag of any net that I had at the moment. And two, uh, well... So then your fish look bigger. That's true. Or smaller, depending. That's the problem. Is I always go with a small net. But okay, well, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> bigger than that, more of the limbs. Having a big net just makes me, I feel stupid. Yeah. Because we all know. You look and everyone stupid, that yeah. sees me, you know. And then you have a giant net on the Arkansas. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Don't so, carry a giant net on the Arkansas. You look silly. You caught? Yeah. 
So I caught a 29.8 inch fish and there is no, I couldn't even get my hand around the caudal fin or caudal peduncle. Think about catching a 40 incher. I don't know what that looks like. I can't even fathom that. We have state record catcher and release. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. I would like but to. Yes. That net, that, that fish isn't like net land. So like, I mean, Matt Miller, you know, we keep talking about Matt. You'll, somebody will, you, we'll hear from Matt. Can't wait to get Matt. At on. some point in time. It's Can't coming. Can't wait to get I'm Matt. I'm not going to say when yet because we haven't quite determined when, but it's coming. But Matt caught and landed and measured and released a 28 inch brown out of the Gunnison River. And was that the one on the streamer? Yeah, he caught it on a streamer. And. You know, he he told me he's like, dude, brown on the gunny. I couldn't have taken pictures of that fish without getting a tape on it. Yeah, there's no way. Right. And Matt's not a small dude. Like you see him hold this fish, you're like, holy shit! Right. That is a big fish. And then you see the picture with the tape, and you're like, all right, I believe you. Straight up, I believe you. It's 28 inches. Right. If you're gonna make the claim, and it was a monster, dude. It was a monster. If you're gonna make the claim on a a 28, 27, even a 27. Like, even with my client, like, I, it was one of those times where he's like, all right, I'm going to kill a fish or right. I'm going to put him in the boat and measure right. him. And, and for all the people out there listening, don't kill a fish no. for, for your we ego. did We did a rough measure, right? you know, where it was like, hey, it could be anywhere between 26 and a half or 27 and right. a half. And I put it in the middle of 27. Right. It was like, I'm comfortable with that. That you know that was it was like we're gonna kill this fish. We've already chased him yeah. two hundred yards. We've already worked, fought him for fish twenty worked, minutes, right? On five X, you know, which felt bad, but <laughs> we got him and he released fine. He was healthy and he's gonna go eat more pellets. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but maybe it's, a it's potato true. chip or two. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? He's a opportunity. But I have seen fish on the gunny that have probably come up from the lake, right? That are monsters. Right. That are, I've seen, I've looked down in holes, like in low water and seen logs that all of a sudden start swimming. Right. And you're just like, holy shit. It, they're in there. Dude. They're there. They're there. And they're, so, and a lot of them aren't pellet fed right. fish. They're big fish. Right. And, you know, and, and, and to the untrained eye, pretty hard to tell a lake run fish from a stalker too by the way yes it Um, is and i mean i could go on for stories about hooking big fish all day but right you know i had a client hook a fish that i mean same kind of tarpon move like i mean breached five times just just tail dancing down river and couldn't even get him in the net dude we broke him off at the net because i I couldn't get his head in the net i just there was no i was like there's no way i I need a bigger fucking net we need a bigger boat dude like (laughs) we need to put another buoy on this fish like it's not happening dude like and uh, like i think it was like a week later some dude spin fishing with a worm pulled him out yoinked him pulled him out threw him in the cooler dude (laughs) it's gonna be delicious i hope it tasted like shit uh, I guarantee it didn't taste great. <laughs> Some dude with a cowboy hat. I was fishing down there for weeks. Uh, he pulled it out of the same hole. And it was just like, and, but I looked at him. I was like, dude, that's got to be a lake run. 
I saw him right. face to face. Like I was in the water right. with the net. He might as well be a steely. Like that's how I was like, fucking it. He wasn't that like gunny, right. like bright red. Like I, you know, and that's why I was kind of like, kind of like, all right, this could be a lake run fish. It could have been a pellet fed fish from back in the day that moved down river. Right. Who knows? Cause it was, it was more on the silver right. side. So yeah. Kind of chromey, yeah. maybe even a little beat up. But you, but know, you catch a lot of cromers down next to the lake that true. are footballs. True. That fight like hell, and you're like, holy shit, this true. is a lake run fish. Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not, you know, most of the fish on the gunny, and they do happen, and I, you catch them pretty often, but they're not like, you know, they're not tailwater fish eating mice, shrimp. No, they're not having that bright right. color. Too all, you know, eating like, carotenoids all day long, yeah. so they're just vivid eating red. Carrots. Carrots. <laughs> <laughs> eating carrots. Do we need we need to have a science podcast. We do, man, because I'm really bad at yeah. that. And I just You're one hell of a fisherman, but we got to get you up to par on the. I'm learning. That's why I'm doing all this. That's true. You I'm are learning. getting better. I'm trying to learn. Yeah. Well, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin blew my mind. Well, Kevin blew my mind after oh, our my. podcast. That's why and I want to get like, him on I again. I put it. I put on the intro. Like I kind of dragged the intro out because it was late at night and I had a couple beers and I was like, all right, I got to get this done right. now. I'm like. I did the intro, but I was like, man, if I could have recorded some of the shit we talked about before the podcast and after the right. podcast, right? like if I could record all that banter and all that just BS that we're just having a beer over, like, because for some reason the microphone like holds people back a little bit, right? but that's the goal is to like open up and like, it's hard to at times. Well, but. and the mic, the mic only knew him drinking two beers he didn't know what happened after the second yeah, when we had some milk tacos and yeah. like you know had another beer and hung out and he just starts going and you're like i wish we could record all this because i was blown right. away dude i mean i was i can i can tell you like a lot about fishing and you know i could put you on the boat and teach you how to fish and do different things but some of the times it's like i'm just sitting there just dumbfounded like I had no idea. No fucking clue that actually went on in the river. Right. I No, I just thought that was just trash floating down I, the river. I just fish this. Yeah, I just do this, man. I just teach works. people how to fish. <laughs> but now I'm learning. It's good to have people like Kevin on and you on, too, talking about carrots and whatever. <laughs> but, like, I can, <laughs> I can learn. I can pick up that stuff and be able to have – make clients have a better experience right. too, where I can bring this kind of science to it. And I might not, they won't know any better if I say it wrong. Right. You know? Like, Oh, they eat carrots. What well, word of the day is coddle peduncle. Yeah. Coddle peduncle. Like grab by his coddle peduncle. You don't just tell people they just do. That's yeah. where you grab. Just do it. It's a coddle peduncle. Like, man. You should know better. That's one hell of a peduncle on that fish, but it's good. I, I, you know, we've been focusing a lot about, how to how to keep people entertained on the podcast how to keep people interested and yes it's having people on that are entertaining that have something to say actually not just us bullshitting and drinking beer which we are doing right now but we are talking about stuff that's interesting um but for me to grow and learn and listen to people talk and have people on like kevin alexander I can learn a lot from that and oh, yeah. be able to put that into oh, yeah. different podcasts as well and help grow the audience of the podcast. But also, again, like I said, help my clientele, you know, and just, you know, if it's a tough day and you're just bullshitting, 
talk about some of the science of the river. Right. Talk about some of the bugs of the river. I needed to know more about that. So we all do. I'm learning, and it's it's fun to it's fun to yeah. learn. Yeah, and and you know that's one cool thing about fly fishing is, and I think any fly fisherman, uh, I don't care if you're Lefty Craig, uh, you know Jason Booth. Like, I, I just put those two in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jason Booth's a badass. <laughs> uh, he is a badass fisherman. I mean, you, you take any of these guys. Uh, if any of them would tell you that they've learned it all, that they know it all, that there's nothing more for them yeah. to grasp. Uh, one, they're the biggest arrogant piece of shit you'll yeah, ever people meet. People who act like that, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, you don't know shit. Right. And you're not willing to learn shit. There's so much more to learn. Even if you think you know it all, There, you learn all the time. Uh, and if you're not learning... You're not trying. You no. Know? You're not working hard enough. No. Because uh, there's I mean, so I've, much out there. I, I wrote an article a couple of years. Well, I just wrote one off of fucking bullshit. I was like hanging out, like writing some stuff down about guiding and just kind of venting a little bit. And ended up it kind of was a okay article and submitted to Gink and Gasoline. And they ended up posting it. And they're like, man, this is great. You know, we're going to tune it up you're not the best writer <laughs> and i was like i know that you know we're gonna go over it a little bit but it was four tips to being a better guide and one of them was continue to learn and grow if you can't continue to learn and grow in fly fishing or as a guide or as a fisherman then you're not going to go anywhere if you have it in your head that you're the best you've learned it all you don't need to know anymore you're you're fucked you're already behind yeah <laughs> Because the people who are out there who are asking questions, who are trying to learn, who are trying to do it, we, you know, then that's good. That right. you're continuing to learn and grow about the sport, whether it's saltwater, whether it's freshwater, whether it's trout, whether it's bass or carp or whatever. Right. Like, you're always learning. All right. And, 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 you know, for everyone listening to, like, get ready for the plateaus. Oh, God, the plateaus suck where you just, like, you, fi- you, you, you think you figured it out. Right. You think you figured it out, and you just don't know how you could learn anymore. And then you're not hanging with the right people. Right. Exactly. You need to step your game up. And a lot of times, literature can't do that for you. Yeah. A lot of times, literature can. Read all you can. I, I, I challenge you to read all you can to learn as much as you can. Uh, but fish. Fish with people. Fish with people that, uh, you know, for me, I've learned so much from you. You know, yeah. from just like little men's to uh, – to depth, to weight, to, you know, just little, simple shit. But yeah. it's like, you might not have picked that up right. on your own. One little nuance yeah. can, you know, can make your day. Yeah. Uh, can be a three fish day or a 20 oh, yeah. fish day. One and little I, nuance. I fish with people a lot who, you know, they, they enjoy fishing. They get out, but they don't get out as much as like, let's say I do or you do or whoever. Right. And you know, you're fishing with them and you start picking up fish on something. And you're like, Hey, yeah, I'm fishing this bug. They throw on that bug. They're still not picking up fish. Right. And you're like, okay, let me see your rig, you know, and it's, it's a weight issue or it's a depth issue or it's a mend issue. It's a presentation issue. It's something that they're not quite picking up. You're like, Hey, I can see that. It's not a bad thing to have somebody stand behind you and watch you. No, I'd love when people do that. I do like, it depends on the person for sure, but I do love somebody standing behind me and be like, Hey, try this, right? Do something different. You know, and I challenge myself every day because I I know, like, this podcast isn't about me. Right. It's not about you. It's not about me knowing everything because I don't. Right. I'm not making this to do this. The whole point of that. The whole point is to 
just share what I have is what I know and I'm learning from it and to share what I know as a guide, you know, just little, little things, little tidbits. If I could help anybody in any way fishing, then fuck yeah. But I challenge myself every day. If I'm not catching fish, I try to, there's definitely points where like pleasure park or I'm like, fuck this. I'm over it. I'm fucking over it. But there's definitely times where I go out alone and fish. And if I'm not picking up fish, it's like, all right, something's wrong. Right. Something's not right. All right. Let's change the depth. All right. Nope. That's not working. Change bugs. Okay. That's not working. Change weight. Okay. And you go through all these little things to try and figure it out. And then once you do, you're like, boom, I did that on my own. I figured it out. It was process of elimination. Light bulb. Yeah. And you're like, I got it. I can do it now. And that's, and then you move to the next hole and get your ass kicked. Yeah, exactly. And then you have to go through the same things all all over again. And I, I don't take for the most part, like once, like I'd say once like spring hits here, I don't take no for an answer. Right. If I'm not catching fish, there's a reason. Right. It's not that they're not eating. Exactly. You know, it's like, Hey, I'm doing something right. And yeah, you don't see that all the time when I'm at pleasure. Park. You love you. Like they're not fucking uh, fuck this. I'm you get the over. you get the winter blues. Something uh, fierce. I, it's yeah, funny. I get winter blues hard. But once spring hits, it's like boom, boom, boom. It's fucking game on. And right. these fish are eating. They're hungry. They're right. if I'm not catching them, there's something wrong right. with me. It's on you. Yeah, and right. I got to fix it. And I'm gonna work until I do. And that's how I treat my guiding as well. You know, it's like I'm gonna work until we figure it out. Right. Sometimes if if I know the bugs are working, it might be you. You know, and you got to understand that. They're like, hey, I'm going to come at you and be like, you're not doing it right. And I might do that to you if you're on the boat, you know, like you know how to fish or whatever, but you might not be picking up as many as I think you can when I know the bugs are working or whatever. I go, hey, fix this, change this, maybe try this, get five inches closer to the bank. Exactly. I had a buddy out. Well, that's my problem. You're always like, eh. You're not you're not close enough to the bank. I was like, I don't know. I'm pretty fucking close. Yeah, like you can get close. <laughs> like if you're in the bushes, yeah. you're close. <laughs> if you're that's good. With, if you're losing flies yeah. in the bushes, you're close. If you're not playing with fire, exactly. You're gonna. That's the whole thing. You're gonna lose flies. You're gonna if you're fishing out of a boat. Like the thing is, like on the bank is different because it's such a weird environment. Because when you're on the bank, you're fishing in the middle of the river. Right. But when you're in a boat, you're fishing the bank. And occasionally you fish the middle, middle of the river. Right. But it, and it can change up from wherever. But, you know, like I tell people all the time, like, closer, closer, get right. it closer, get it closer. <laughs> I had a buddy who's like, this, it's so skinny. Oh, it, it, yeah. And you're like, dude, get it there. You know, <laughs> you got to put it there. I had a buddy I grew up fishing with who's gotten more into fly fishing. And I'd love to attribute that to me. I don't know if it is, but love to attribute it to me where I got him more into fly fishing and he wants to fish more. But I put him on the boat, you know, I think it was two summers ago, and the fishing was lights out, dude. It was like middle of June, and it was just unreal. Right. And we weren't catching fish. And he's like, well, I don't understand. I'm like, closer. Cast again. And he's like, I'm close. Cast again. Get closer. I'm close. No, you aren't. <laughs> You're Get not it close on enough. the bank. I want your hopper and dropper on the bank. I want you to pull your droppers off the bank <laughs> right. into the river you're losing bugs you're doing something right and that's the hard part right and you gotta you gotta risk it for the biscuit dude absolutely you do man you do and man it's it's uh it's worth it man too it especially is, if you're if i'm fishing your flies 
Yeah, right. It's like you, you got nothing to lose. If I'm throwing your tackle, I'll <laughs> fucking throw all day on the bay. I mean, I'll, exactly. I'll, Chuck it on the fucking bay. I'm dude. just casting at bushes. Oh yeah, do it. Oh, is it just a willow? Throw money in the tree, <laughs> dude. Why not? Fucking get it in there. If it's your bugs, I'll go for it. But no, it's um, yeah. it's a tough thing for people to understand that you got to continue to learn. Yeah. And fishing people who are better than you is intimidating as it can be. It's good. Yeah. Um, that's another good point you just made. Um, I'm going to yeah, grab beer. You need you, one? Yeah, I would love one, actually. I'm still uh, listening. <laughs> no, you got to uh, – for me, you know, I'd become a pretty decent fisherman. Um, I would still say I'm probably a pretty decent fisherman. Uh, I'm not a great fisherman. Uh, but the, the, the scary thing – the scary thing for me was going out and fishing with better fishermen because I was afraid of the judgment of like, oh, well, I'm roll casting 30 feet shorter than you or who cares? Or I can't hit the mark or I'm going to miss a bunch of fish. Uh, but swallow that pride. Yeah. Swallow it. You um, have to. There's no better way to get off those little plateaus that you can't seem to get off of than fishing with someone better than you or some of that fish is different than you yeah um there's always something to learn. That, and that's the cool part about this sport is even with whether it be tying whether there's so many different aspects of this sport that you can get just engulfed in all these things i mean and it's hard to keep them all sane right. you know and like i mean i get really into tying and i get so scientific and i'm like oh proportions got to be perfect and it's like it doesn't always right you know and i've learned that where like sometimes i'll tie a fly that you know maybe a dry fly that looks kind of shitty i'm like uh it's gonna fish the same yeah. just because it just because it doesn't look good to me yeah fish can't count man they can't they, they're not gonna be Might like be missing ah, a leg. that doesn't look just like a missing link caddis right. you know i'm not used to that <laughs> you know they're not gonna be like oh that hair's out of place that legs whopper jot you know they don't know right so, I mean, it's all of it, you know, fly tying, building leaders, tying knots, knots. You can't really skimp on. You got to learn as many knots as you can in time and time proficiently tie good knots. Do you have to, yeah. there's definitely times during the winter where I get bored where I just pull out line and like, I'm like, okay, I got to re up on my blood knots. I got to re up right. on these. I got to learn this knot. I got to do this because you can never have too many knots. Right. It's a world, I, I tell clients all the time, like fly fishing is a world of tying knots <laughs> and untying knots. <laughs> you have to learn to do both. Yeah. And when you can't, cut your losses and try again. Mm -hmm. And literally cut your losses. Yeah, you can really learn how to master your zen on doing a, a good windy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's there's so many aspects. Right. And there's nymphing, there's dry fly fishing, there's streamer fishing, there's all these different things. Checking, like, all, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's Euro nymphing now. There's, I mean, there's Tinkara. We don't need to talk. We're never going to talk Tinkara, but there's all these different. I doubt it. I fucking hope we don't talk Tinkara ever. We I'm are right. now, so we can talk about shit. My, we can talk about my two-weight. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I d no, I don't want to. <laughs> but there's, you're never going to stop. No. And when you think you have, when you think you peaked, you didn't. Right. There's more. Right. Yeah. And, and don't let the plateaus, like I keep talking about these plateaus because it's, I, I can only equate it to my experience. 
I just get on these plateaus where I'm not getting any better. I'm not getting any worse. I'm still yep. catching fish, but yeah. I could be doing better. I'm missing fish I shouldn't be missing, or I'm not accessing fish that I think I should be accessing. Um, if you're one of these guys, it happens to all of us, and you just kind of, God, fish with other people. Step your game yeah. up. Read. Try something um, new. Yeah, try something new. Exactly. And and don't bore yourself out either. Don't stress yourself out. No. Um, if it's you're fishing. Yeah. If you're struggling with nymphing, throw streamers. Uh, Fuck it. You know, if you got to pick up a couple and right. just get your get your shit going. Right. You know, pick up a couple of fish and get boost your morale right. a little bit. Do it. Just make sure it's fun. Like, don't ever don't let oh, it yeah. become some homework project that just it's painful to do to no. where you stop enjoying it. And I've done that. And I'm oh, sure yeah. you have, too. Definitely. To where every day I go out, it's like I'm taking notes. I'm only thinking about the fish I'm missing. I'm not enjoying what's around me. Um, it can happen. It gets tough. Yeah. And it get, wears on yeah, you. Yeah, you get and caught you, up in your own Then shit. all of a sudden, you're not having fun. Right. And you're like, now this is something different. Mm-hmm. This is not something I thought I was getting right. into. I mean, do you remember? Because th- Go ahead, sir. No. Do you, I mean, I remember the days uh, I was first dating my, uh, my fiance, Paige, and- I was just starting to really understand the nuances of fishing. I was really starting to kind of master uh, my trade, at least master the ability that I was able to access at the time. And uh, I remember I'd come home all the time. Paige would be like, do you have fun? Like, yeah, I had a blast. Did you catch a bunch of fish? No, not really. (laughs) 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 But a goat walked up on me on the tailor. That was cool. Right. (laughs) Wow, a sheep. But... Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, the, it's those little things you have to really appreciate. Just like we were, we were talking about uh, at Pleasure Park, you're like, you know what? Fuck this! This is ridiculous. I don't. I'm just out here beating my dick against the wall, and you know, I'm like, yeah, but you never know. Yeah, we could have come home with a 28 inch rainbow. You never know. Yeah, uh, and we had a blast too. We ate some good charcuterie. Yeah, we There's did another have some word. good charcuterie. <laughs> um, yeah, it snowed on us for a minute. Yeah, I drank you know, a little beer, like, sipped on a little whiskey. And like, I definitely get like that, you know, especially during this time of the year. I'm like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm here. I should just sit in my house and just tie, <laughs> right. you know. And it's it's good to get out and go do that stuff. But you gotta you gotta keep reality in check. You know, and right. you got to be like, hey, what the fuck am I doing? I'm fishing right now. I'm not working. Right. This is good. Right. I get to do this. Yeah. I was and on I, a four-dayer, yeah. so I'm pumped for life. <laughs> yeah. You were on four-day weekend, and it's like, cool, I get to go do this shit. And <clears throat> you got to take those opportunities and roll with them. Yeah. And me being able to take people out on the boat, like – you know, anytime I get to like be like, hey, Ryan, can you fish? Can you go float, dude? Right. Like, let's go float. And you're like, fuck, yeah. Like, it might not be good, but we've had a lot of great times on the boat where it's like, dude, fishing's insane. And we've had a lot of times where we're like, we had to call it because it was blowing snow in the middle of <sighs> fucking April. And you're God. like, we got to get off the boat, dude. Like, yeah. we got to call it early. That day was brutal. That was a shitty we've day. We've also had some of our best days where we caught two fish and I forgot how to fish because I got so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen, too. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, you know, we could just sit here and beat a dead horse, you know, but it's like, I think a lot of people don't understand that it's just, you're never gonna be good. Right. Never. Right. And that's hard for people to get. Right. 
I'm a, I, I mean, I grew up playing baseball, being a competitive baseball player. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm going to be, yeah, you played soccer. You right. know, it's like, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be the best. Right. You still never will. People might be like, yeah, that dude's really good, but always someone better. There's always someone better. You've never heard of. Right. <laughs> and that's the point of this, right. what we're doing here. Yeah, exactly. This is, and when you first came to me with this too, talking about let's do like the most realistic podcast guide cat, you know, like the most realistic thing we can do. Let's talk about crappy days on the river. I like that we're wrapping it around right now. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, you know, fish we missed. Let's talk about fish we never even were good enough to access. Like, let's talk about the shittiness of fishing um, and the money we put into it. And the pain it's caused oh, us. Oh, yeah. And, you know, let, let's talk about the real shit about fishing, not just big fish in Instagram photos. Yeah. Uh, which is what I really like about this podcast, which is why I want to be a part of it. I'm so glad we wrapped it back around full circle to this. Right. Yeah. Me too, actually. I don't know how we just did I that. don't know how either, but this we did wrap around full circle. But yes, we have spent countless hours into the, I mean, wee hours of the night, you know, where we can't hardly see or stand. I mean, I'll <laughs> say it for sure. And we might not remember it, but we have these conversations nonstop where it's just like, hey, you know, and we decided the other night, it was like, Ryan, Ryan's going to be on the podcast. And we're going to dedicate, you know, a day or so out of the month or out of the week or whatever we can do to put him on here because the way he put it to me, the way you put it to me was that this is something you want to be part of because of how we're putting it in perspective. Right. I believe in your mission statement. It's not... It's not the Instagram posts. It's not like, obviously I have to, you know, I post on Instagram for, you know, to get people to listen. I want people to listen. I'm not, I'm not making any money off this. I'm doing it because I like to do it. I like to share the passion, the knowledge, the vision. And that you, you know, you saw it and went, yeah, I want to be part of this. Like, how can we make that happen? And right. We are. And th- even this podcast right here where we're just bullshitting and talking, we are talking about the passion, the vision, the what we're into. And the reality of and it. And the all. reality, dude. Like, I mean, we were out at Pleasure Park the other day and eating some charcuterie. I broke out my net, placed it in the water, and I said, I'm going to take a picture of an empty net. You go, well, you know, you kind of looked at me and kind of laughed, you know, and I was like, dude, the reality is. This net isn't full all the right. time, but people on Instagram want you to believe it's full right. all the time, and it's full of big fish all the time, right. but that doesn't happen all the time. There's also you, the big fish that didn't get posted. Exactly. Did they happen? Yeah. People out there listening, that fish happened just because it didn't make social media enjoy that fish. It's crazy that we're in this world now right. with social media where everything can be posted. Everything can be live. Everything right. can be a video. Everything can be shown in re- like what people are doing. Right. And it's wild. Be- I mean, even on guide trips, like I don't take pictures all the time. My clients might, you know, I'm not involved in them. Sometimes I am, you know, if I am involved, I'm like, Hey, you mind send that to me? You know, like maybe I was holding the fish or maybe I was helping out, but like you can go to like, 
you can go to the guided trip Instagram. You can. And there's not many pictures of me holding fish. Right. There's a couple, but a lot of it is clients holding fish. There's little kids holding fish. There's, you know, things that it's like, it's not about me. Right. And no. that's the thing is sharing the passion, sharing right. the vision, sharing that we get to, sh- we get to do something every day that not a lot of people get to do and right. share the knowledge and sh- yeah, share the vision. And food for thought. So say I spend 400 and what do you charge again? <laughs> 450 so or something. Say I spend $450 and I go fish with you and I catch a, a really nice 18 inch rainbow or brown say, um, can I can I please hold that fish? It's not low. It's not a low water year. It's not. That's the thing. It's not a low water year. The fish is healthy. You've told me how. You've instructed me how to hold the fish. Can I hold my own fish, please? Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I, I want, don't hold them. Right. I, wanna, I have. I want to see. I want when I pay you. The money, it's about right, you. Right. It's about you. I don't want to be standing fish. behind a guy no. while he's holding the fish out. It's about you holding the fish. Right. Because that's what matters to you. Right. And we're in the service industry. Is that is as much as you break it down that we're just, you know, we're here as professional guides and yeah, we have this influence, we have all this shit. It's not about us. Right. We're in the service industry. True. We're in the customer service industry. Yeah, let's the call it you, what it is. It that's what it is. Right. We're customer service. And if you don't let somebody hold the fish, like there's definitely occasions where I'm like, hey, look, I need to get this fish back in the water. Right. We handled it too long right. or whatever. Like we need to put it back. We're gonna catch another, yeah. like in a better situation, yes, we'll get a picture. But this is not the right situation. Right. But again, yeah, you can look at the Instagram, you can look at Facebook, wherever. I'm not holding fish for clients. Right. I'm not holding many fish for me. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's not it's not about that. It's I have some really nice photos of you holding fish. <laughs> you I'm sure you do. <laughs> I you know, like it's I don't take photos. I'm really bad at it right. and I've I've started to take more, you know, now that I've done a little bit of podcast work where I'm like I need to just promote it yeah. a little well, bit. Well, and you need to promote you in this day and but age. I, yeah, I need to promote me as a guide, is, too. Because right? everyone like, else is promoting the shit. Oh, out yeah, of and catching big fish and whatever. And that's why I was like, dude, I want to post an empty net photo. This is what you could get. Yeah. Like, this is what happens when you go fish. You're going to get a lot of phone calls. <laughs> yeah, they're like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yes, I take a lot of pictures of clients holding fish. Right. I take a lot of pictures of clients having fun. You know, there's definitely a couple of me holding fish, but I, I get to fish for like two or three weeks, you know, when the fishing's good. Right. And that's like usually like end of May into June or into June, not end of June, into June where I get to get some fishing in and it's like right. bonkers. There's no clients there and it's just like us having fun. They're just not out of school yet or who right. knows you know maybe their parents or whatever like and we're seeing those lulls less and less like those yeah. almost don't even exist anymore they're starting to get less and less where it's like i might not be able to get out and yeah. fish but off season fishing is oh yeah it doesn't happen like winter is the time or like right. i go out and fish in march and march is a great month to fish but all of a sudden i've been starting to get like guide trips in march and then April. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, May, this last year, it was like we barely had a runoff. It was like two weeks. I barely got to fish, you know, and it was like, cool, let's make money. Right. Let's teach people how to fish. But that's the movement this is about. Right. 
and we're we're not normal we are normal people we are actually average joes we are but you know the fact is is we've talked about a lot we don't want to be the people that are blown up on instagram for catching massive fish all the time right we're not those people we don't do it and the fact is they aren't either they might catch one every now and then a couple every now and then or they hold those photos or they might change directions with those fish <laughs> you know change their hat change their shirt who knows i've i've heard so many I horror count, stories i count spots i know <laughs> i know that's that fish i know i'm counting but spots it, dude it happens just for oh, the instagram of post. course it does just for the post i know i mean it's all about the post like i said if a fish is caught in a river and a photo's not taken it didn't happen it can't, didn't happen can't be true no can't be true it didn't make facebook didn't make but, instagram didn't have a clever post behind it. It's that also thing. one of these things, too, where it's like you heard all the stories about your dad or your uncle or your grandpa or, like, you went and fished with these guys and you never really took photos. You caught fish. You had a great time. And maybe a Polaroid was taken every now and then. Maybe a Kodak moment happened. Right. My dad My dad was a photo dude. Like, I told you, we're, I'm going to show you a couple pictures. But, like, there was tons of – kodak moments where he's like he was constantly taking photos right but it's not like it was all over the internet well there wasn't it was, it was for him <laughs> right it was for his he just wanted yeah, those exactly and now it's now it's one of those things where it's like i'm not cool right. unless i make an instagram right. post right and uh, and i'm guilty of it i've caught I've, i same I, same I mean, we all are this happened to me this is when i had my kind of epiphany if you will um but I'd caught a really nice fish on the tailor and uh, my my camera, my phone at the time was kind of a piece of shit. So it would just die if it got cold or if it got hot. So I land this beautiful rainbow um, and I'm going to, you know, I got him in my net. I'm getting my camera out and I get my camera out and I'm getting ready to set the fish up for the perfect photo. It's going to be a perfect photo. <laughs> and I, right when I grab my camera, I look at it dies. <laughs> And I put my well, camera away. I I let the fish go. Turns out I probably let the fish go probably a minute sooner than I would have if I had my camera. Yeah. Uh, fish went away perfectly. Now nobody knows about and it. And I walked my car salty, and I fished the rest of the day kind of salty that nobody saw my fish. And it took to till I got home, and then I realized, like, holy shit, man. I, I was upset all day that I didn't get a photo to post that fish for what? That's, yeah, for what? I don't even know. I mean, yeah. I was upset. I was, I was, I wouldn't say distraught, but I wasn't stoked. Oh yeah, it left a little bit of a hole in my heart, yeah. you know. And uh, that's oh, it when, definitely does. That's when I kind of reassessed, like, what is this about for me? Not doing and, something right. And and I wasn't judging anyone else. I wasn't dogging anyone else. I'm like, man, this is not the dude I wanted to become here. Uh, I remember. You know, five years ago, I was just pumped to catch a fish on a creek, you know? Yeah, right. And now I'm, like, upset because I catch a 21-inch rainbow. Right. Yeah. And I was destroyed. It's hard. Yeah, and I and I reassessed. I sat down. Uh, everything but cried about it. And uh, <laughs> Needed some rum. Right. <laughs> just get a little had, rum in If I would have had like rum, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have cried a bit. Maybe I would have wept. Maybe just a little weeping. But yeah, it was just, uh, it was one of those things. I'm like, man, it, I became rewired. Yeah. Like this whole social media rewired me. And um, 
I'm not telling you I'm back. I'm not telling you I've like yeah. figured it out. I no, still, for sure. I still like, if I catch a nice fish and I don't get the post, like it still hurts me a little bit, you know. So I'm still trying to get away from fishing with my camera every day. Well, uh, and that's just kind of how how it's going. Right. Yeah. I mean, you look at like, I mean, this time of the year, it's all shows. Right. You know, the fly fishing shows, the expos, all the shit. And it's just people. Yeah, it's people whoring out. Come here, do this. I get it. It's part of their business. They do it like. But, you know, we did. I'll be honest here. You know, we did talk about it. And you're like, man, I'm surprised you weren't at the shows, you know, talking to people, talking to people or just going and checking out. And I I had a moment of realization where I was like, you know, there's not many people I've really need to talk to i feel like right you know there's people who are definitely influencers influences in the game in fly fishing and are big parts but i don't i don't need to be part of that right you know i don't need to talk to those people i want to talk to the people that are the average shows that are the people who no one knows about well and our listeners can follow us as we uh continue to it's not be popular yeah (laughs) i hope it goes that way honestly like i want listeners i want people to be engaged but you know it doesn't need to be this whole big sellout thing right i just yeah i mean like i said the reason i joined in and the reason i want to do this with you is uh because i like your mission statement um i like that you, we are going to talk about the 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 realism, realities, the reality of fly yeah. fishing, not the glory, not all the uh, the amazing things that come with it. And don't get me wrong, it, it's an incredibly rewarding sport. Yeah, um, it's something that's taught me not just about fishing, but about life and about uh, myself, if anything. Right. Uh, so I, it's 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 such a good sport to get tangled up in um, emotionally, physically philosophically uh it's one of the best sports there is um but i'm afraid of what it's becoming um so that's that's kind of that's what this is for right that's kind of why i like that's why i want to jump in on this i hope we build a movement right i hope we build something that is different right i hope we build something that's not this huge thing where you need to be able to you need to up yourself right. and feel better about yourself if you catch a fish or post it or whatever. That being said, you know we're going to get a bunch of emails talking about how hypocritically or hi- hypocritical we are I doing a podcast. I fucking hope so. <laughs> I hope so because it's we already talked about. We already talked about it. Yeah, we're doing a podcast, right. but it's like it's it's about something different. Right. right. It's about sharing how we feel. It's right. not about this whole thing like we want to be popular right we want our very few listeners to embrace what we're saying and hopefully take a little bit away from it yeah uh and we're going to yeah i think so yeah uh it'll happen yeah i think so um so man we just did two hours that's two hours yeah hour 53 right now but i'm not even that drunk yet (laughs) (laughs) but um ryan's gonna be bigger voice on the podcast that's more of the story here but we're just kind of bsing a little bit um get to know ryan a little bit and just kind of our movement what we want to do with the guided trip podcast and what our 
mission is, what our aim is towards. Yeah. Um, and it's about a bigger cause than just being popular and being on Instagram. And, you know, yes, we do post, we do put things on Instagram. We do show fish. We do all these things. We promote ourselves for sure. No, I mean, no lie about that, but True. we're doing it to get out a mission. Yeah. To get out a vision. And so, feel free to send us some pictures of your empty send, nets in a yeah. beautiful place. Yeah, send empty nets, send empty, empty beer cans, send it all. Like, we <laughs> want to see it all. We want to see emails. We want to see people talking about it because we want to be able to move people with this. It's, it's, yeah. not, just a, um, it's not just something that, I mean, th- to gain popularity and likes, right. followers. No. It's not that. Nope. We just want you guys to know that uh, we're just like you. We fish hard. Yep. Um, and we have two fish days every now and then. <laughs> my chair just fucking broke. Uh, <laughs> my chair just broke. I just fell out of my chair. See, knowing we don't have any money to buy new chairs because um, my chair just broke. I literally just fell out of it. But um, yeah, fuck. And we uh, we fish about was as, in my chair, as well as we carpentry. <laughs> so. It's my landlord's chair. <laughs> 